Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is how evil obtains power. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone, welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. In the beginning, I had a different name for the program, but of late I'm calling it Shedding Shackles because that's what we want to do is shed the shackles of the past. Now, today's program is dedicated to helping you to see that most people don't live their own life. Someone is living through them or something is living through them. Have you ever wondered why people do bad things? It's so obvious. For example, I'll just give you a few examples. You see, it, it operates, this phenomenon operates at various levels, all the way from simple suggestion. Someone very cagely makes a suggestion knowing that you will hear that suggestion and then you will either try it out or rebel against it depending on which way they want you to go. And then you have um, hypnotic suggestion, where someone captures your attention and gets you uh, thinking and imagining in your mind about this and that, and they slip a suggestion in, and there it is, and you carry it out. And it was their idea from the beginning. Do you, do you understand that? And then you have the all-too-frequent phenomenon of a parent who one day sees their child come home totally changed. The child has come under the influence of some neighborhood good-for-nothing. And now the child goes, the child does bad things, smokes marijuana or steals something or says bad, uses bad words. And all because they are under the influence of someone else. And then you have acting out behavior. And then you have partial possession and possession. There's an interesting place in the Bible where Christ, um, one of his disciples comes along and tries to uh, cast doubt upon what Christ has to do. And Christ said, get behind me, Satan. He was talking to the disciple because he knew that something was operating through that. Something had entered that disciple and was acting through the disciple. It's that simple. And how about people who, who do really bad things? Really, really, really bad things. Do they really want to do those bad things? No. They're under some kind of a, of a spell. Something has gotten into them. Something has come over them. And like I said, it operates at very levels. It, it can be everything from a, from a suggestion to an idea, to a hypnotic suggestion, to some sort of external command, to some notion that comes into the mind, to the influence of another person, to someone living their life through this person, or in the case of partial possession and possession of something getting inside. And then 
using the person as a vehicle for its will on earth as it is in Hades. Do you understand? So, a little break here, and then I want to continue talking about why people do bad things. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. I want to quickly mention the positive aspect of this phenomenon. For example, Christ. Christ said, of myself, I can do nothing. He said, it is the Father within who doth the works. He says, I hear what the Father says or know what the Father wants me to do, and I just do it. What could be more simple? He does God's will, and his only will is to do God's will. And he, when he does God's will, then he receives God's approval. He receives the Father's approval, and then the Father's life. The Father's love, the Father's approval, the Father's life in him. Do you see? The Father's life in him. That's eternal life. But, now let's look at what you see most of the time. Most of the time, what do you see? You see people doing other people's will. You see people doing wrong things. You see people not living their own life and having conflict over it. But then another life comes into them, doesn't it? When they do the will of others, of the group, of the peers, of some faceless spirit, some familiar spirit, some will-o'-the-wisp idea, some will-o'-the-wisp presence. When they do someone else's will, then the life of that, that whose will they're doing comes to live in them. And what life is that? Well, it's somebody else's life, but you know what it is also? It's pride. The life of pride. Do you see it? Christ did the Father's will. He had no will of his own other than to do the Father's will, and he was humble and empty. And into that humble humility and into that emptiness came life from the Father, and good things to do, and things to realize, and things to see, and things to wonder at, and joy, and all the wonderful blessings. But when we do other people's will, then we end up doing the will of something that stands behind them. And when we do the will of what stands behind them, then that the life of that comes to live in us, and it's the life of pride. That's it, the life of pride. And what is pride but an agony? When you're prideful, then what? You resent other people. When you're prideful, you want to put other people down. When you're prideful, you think you're better than other people. And when other people are prideful, it, it makes you angry. You hate them. You want to bring them down. Pride. And you have conflict over this pride and vanity and deceitfulness. 
where do you think that comes from? Is that really you? Is that the life you really want to live? What life is that? This life of pride. When you feel that inside of you, then it's the will of the dark side. That's right. The will of the dark side and his life, which is a life of pride. Now, do you understand? So, what are you going to do? Well, how about simply standing back, taking a mental step back, and then looking at the ideas that flip through your mind and ask yourself, are those really my ideas? Where did they come from? And look at the pride that you feel when you take umbrage, when you resent someone. Take a look at that and the ideas that come to mind, vicious ideas, cruel ideas of getting revenge upon others and so on. What kind of a life is that? Is that your life? I think not. It's the life of that with which you cohabit when you're not doing God's will. You're doing someone else's will. That's it. So now, if you could just stand back and look at this pride, and look at this resentment that you have, and look at these ideas, and look at them all, and just see that they're not really yours. Just see them objectively, and don't overreact to what you see. Just calmly see them, and, and realize that uh, you're not living your own life. I'll never forget. When I was in college, I had a... I had a... A professor who taught uh, poetry, modern American poetry, I think was the class, a very nice man. But he told the story of uh, there was a big earthquake in Los Angeles, a great big earthquake. I, I don't know if you remember it a long time ago. There was a big earthquake and everything shook and rumbled and fell down and collapsed. And a lady was in her house and everything around her had fallen down, all of her, her her furniture had fallen, and the things had fallen off the shelf, and there was dust everywhere. And she looked around, and then she said, Am I really living the life that I really want to live? And the answer was no. So she packed up a few things and went off and started a new life. That's right, she started a new life. How many of you would like to start a new life? How many of you would like to start over again and get it right this time? But to do that, you must find this new life. This new life comes from God. It's life in God, a God of wonder and joy. It's very much like what you had when you were a little tiny child. Shortly after you were born, you can remember you had joy and delight and awe and wonder. And life was an adventure. It's like that. You must refine that. That's the life in that's what life in God is. Children are very close to God. Do you remember Charles Dickens? Do you remember he wrote the Christmas Carol and and he wrote many wonderful novels. And referring to children, he said, I love these little people. And it is no slight thing when they who are so fresh from God love us. He's right about little children. And that's how you must become, like a little child, fresh from God, and without the baggage of the past, without resentments and grudges, 
begin to let go of them and become innocent again, and life will be sweet. Become as you were when you were a little child. And how do you do that? Let go of the baggage of the past. Let it go. Your grudges, your hates, your animosities, all of the things that other people laid upon you, all the trips they laid upon you, just let it all go. And you can, you know, with God's help. With God's help, He can give you a new life. And may I recommend that you get the little meditation that I have and that I've been talking about now for 30 years. It helps you to get a little objectivity. You need to be able to stand back and look at the package without overreacting to it. Just stand back in God's inner light and feel His warmth and His love and His forgiveness. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage? A spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I encourage you to visit the resources available at SheddingShackles.com. If you click on Listen, you can download the most recent program to your mobile device. And... You can listen to archived programs stretching back to the year 2009. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as El Puerto from the piano suite Iberia by Isaac Alvenis. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking today about, uh, about finding your own life. And your own life is a life that is the extension of your Creator. You see, He gives you your identity. 
and he gives you life. And life from your Creator is not only his love and his warmth and his abiding peace, but it's also things to do. He gives you purpose. He gives your life meaning. He gives you everything. And so, you must look to him for everything. If he is your, if he's your all in all, unto him you must look for everything. But where do you look now? Well, you, you look to the world. Now, admittedly, when we're little children, we're born first of the earth and later of the spirit, and you're born to your parents in a certain time and place, and you have to you have to grow as a little ego. That's what you are, a little ego, and you have to grow. And so you get little bits and pieces of information and identity from outside, and you grow. But once having reached full stature, then it's time for finding your true purpose in life. And the way you find that is by searching. And what will cause you to begin searching in earnest is when you have reached a point where Everything that you've done, you look at it, and and uh, somehow there's still something missing. So yeah, you you do sports, you do all the things that everybody else says. You go to school, maybe you go to college, you go to work. It's all good. You get a house, you have a car, you have things to do, you have vacations, you have a family, you have all of it. It's all good. It's all good. But there's still something missing. Now, chances are, early in life, you resent that feeling. You resent feeling like something's missing. And your resentment, unfortunately, keeps you cut off from true understanding and enlightenment. Keeps you cut off from your own inner ground of being. That's what resentment does. And so in your resentment, then you continue to look out to the world because you're cut off from the inner by the resentment. The very thing that cuts you off keeps you looking to the outside, and the answers that you get from the outside, which are not answers, then cause you to become resentful. But then, see, then you make the mistake of blaming other people. You blame your wife. Well, she's she's not pretty enough or exciting enough, or my husband doesn't make enough money, or we're not taking enough vacations, or we don't have enough security, or the school is not good enough, or you know, I'm not getting promoted enough, or something, rather. And you blame others, see? And then maybe you turn the blame upon yourself. But you have to let go of blame. Let go of the blame game. Understand that the answer is not out there. It's not out there. Other people are looking for answers, too, and they can't find it. Other people are lost sheep, the ones that you look to, the ones with the big degrees and the fancy clothes and who talk very loudly and very cleverly and very convincingly. These people, they themselves are lost sheep. But the difference between you and them is that, well, you sense that you are, and B, you're still continuing to search for something better. Christ said, seek, and you will find. So if you have a searching nature, then... You'll keep seeking. Now, maybe when you were a kid, you were already seeking a little bit. Maybe you went to college, you took a course in philosophy, or you went in a bookstore and picked up a book on um, 
I don't know, religion or something. Or maybe you went to different religious organizations, different groups, and tried different spiritual practices and different meditations and different all these different things. You tried them all, and you tried health food, and you tried everything. And each of them probably had a little something good about it, some better than others. But something was still missing. And so you keep searching. You know, it's like God, it's like you're one of His. You're one of His. You always have been. Maybe when you were a little kid. Maybe when you were a little kid, people seemed to pick on you as if, you remember the story of the ugly duckling who was actually a beautiful swan? Well, maybe you're the beautiful swan. And so to them, you appeared to be an ugly duckling. And they picked on you. Well, it may be because you're one of God's. And those of the world who are not of God, they can sense that already. There was a little something in you. And there was a light in you. A light. But you know that's true for all children. All children have a little bit of light in them. And that's why when little children look at mean adults with innocent eyes, a lot of times the adults get angry at the little child because they can't bear to be looked at with the brightness, the light in their eyes. But be that as it may, now you understand that we're not all the same. Some are destined for God and some aren't. But if you are, then there's a blessing upon you. There's a blessing upon you. And during your life, you may have had some close calls. You may have been in danger at times, but somehow you escaped because there's a mighty hand fashioning your future. And he was looking out for you. God was looking out for you. So now you must find him. You must go all the way, begin the journey, all the way to your Creator. It begins now, and then you can become a light in the world. You can bring a little bit of brightness to the world. And let it begin now. What you've tasted of so far is the life of pride. That's what we inherit from Adam and Eve. Remember, you are of the lineage of Adam and Eve. Doesn't matter where you're from. You are a member of the human race and a descendant of Adam and Eve. What do you get? You get the kind of life that they left for you. And the life that they left for you is a life of pride, a life of separation from God and a compensation. But what I want you to see is that, is that when you were a child, you tasted of it. The highs, the lows, the agonies, the despair, the hurt feelings, the rage, and so on. But what kind of a life is that? It's a life of reacting. Reacting to what people did on the outside and then reacting angrily and resentfully when you didn't get what you wanted. But now we could say, well, people did, people were mean, or they rejected you, or they were unfair, and so on and so forth. And yeah, that's true. But you also have to see that you had, you had this little prideful nature that even if, even if they had been perfectly wonderful, if everybody had been perfectly wonderful, you still probably would have resented them anyway for some reason. So... That's, the, that's what you inherit. But you can see it's, 
It's not all it's cracked up to be, that life of pride that you get from Adam and even from your parents. And yeah, all along the way, each adds a little something to it. So from the original life from Adam and Eve, well, a little bit is added and your parents added a little bit to it. So that's what you get. That's baggage. That's also baggage, but it's inherited baggage, so it's not your fault. Not your fault. You can't help where you were born or the nature you were born with. But you also have the possibility of another life. Another life. The one that God intends for you. And so I want you to find it and know joy and happiness and fulfillment and peace of mind. I hope you enjoyed today's program. I certainly enjoyed making it. You can listen to this program again at our audio archives at SheddingShackles.com. Now I want to mention something about a couple of books that I have. The place where all of these principles really, really become super important is with your family, with your loved ones, with your partner, you know that, and with your parents, and with your kids. And so I've written a couple of books that are really good, and they're actually my most popular selling books. The first one I wrote about relationships, yes, relationships, is called The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. You can find it at Amazon.com. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. It's really, really basic stuff for you young couples. For those of you who want to get married again and this time want to get it right. For those of you that something went wrong in the relationship between you and your kids or you and your parents. I really recommend it. And then I have another book. It's called Putting the Forever Back in Love. And maybe that would be the second book to get. So please listen to this little announcement and perhaps it would be nice to preview the books at Amazon.com. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, it's over 300 pages, Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget. Okay. how to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, Okay, and how to have understanding when you deal with other people, Okay, and how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or talk to a pastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the forever back in love. I think you'll really enjoy it. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>